This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are reviewing the episode of ECW from February the 7th, 1995. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you, along with my brother Aaron. What's up? And Mr. Chad Austin. What's up? We were just discussing the weather before we technically went on the air here and the different weather around the country. Chad's going to be getting our cold-ass temperatures here in a couple of days. No, I thought it was whether or whether whether or not we should be reviewing the show. Oh, that? Oh, it was a different kind of weather. <laughs> you said cold. I didn't know you meant the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, 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 is, uh, there is good and bad to discuss in this episode of ECW that we are going to discuss. Anything else, uh, Aaron? Anything going on you want to discuss before we start? Not really. Just been busting my ass at work. Tis the season. This is uh there is one thing that I wanted to ask because I am looking at I was reading and I want to see if Chad knows because he probably is gonna know more than I would. I was reading it's the the edition of the wrestler magazine from October of 85. All right. And there is a card. Okay, so in 1985, Chad, in Puerto Rico, Oof. who would have been who would have been wrestling as the Kiwi sheep herders? And there's a reason well, I'm asking. Okay. Um, be, Go ahead. Be, because one of the matches on the card is it's Hercules Ayaya, Super Medic, and Al Perez defeated Fidel Sierra and the Kiwi Sheepers. But then the next match is Luke Williams and Butch Miller wrestled to a draw. Like Luke Miller versus Butch Luke, Williams? Yeah, Luke Williams versus Butch Miller. And well, then the, I mean, the, you said this was 85? 85. Okay, well, the first name that jumps into mind, the obvious name would be that it would be Jonathan Boyd. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if Jonathan Boyd had yet had the auto accident yet. I I, I want to say it was in 85. Okay. Because they were the they were the sheep herders originally in Texas. And then Jonathan No, you know what? Jonathan Boyd, he would have had the he would have had the accident before that. Because I think at the tail end of Southwest, it was Luke and Butch. With Jonathan Boyd as their manager. Yeah, yeah. and I re I remember seeing. Yeah, I've seen that stuff. Um, so I thought him too, but I thought wasn't Luke Williams his partner, or was it originally? Miller? Yeah, I don't know. No, I just Butch thought Miller, it was... Butch Miller came in based upon them teaming up in like Portland. Okay, like it was always it depended on who was in the territory. Um, you know, in in my world, it was always it was only always Luke and Jonathan Boyd. Until the auto accident, and then it became Luke and Butch, and Jonathan Boy became the mouthpiece. But apparently, he was a drunken stumble bum, as some promoters would say. Yeah, because he never, he never, um, he does that. There's that short period of time that they're in Crockett before they go to the WWF as the Bushwhackers, and I don't think he's with them, is he? I looked it up. No, I looked it up. Okay, when it tell us then. Uh, while the sheep herders were in Puerto Rico, another sheep herders team was uh, spreading destruction. Da, 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 da. It was Jonathan Boyd and Rip Morgan. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so that was even after Jack Victory, like, like, was was around. Yeah, the sheep herders. Good lord! Could I mean I don't know if you guys were even. I don't know what you guys got, but. I got to see like the sheep herders, like when Bill Watts brought him in, we had just started getting mid South mm -hmm. and he's showing these tapes of Puerto Rico with them in these barbed wire matches. And I'm reading these like 
oddball wrestling magazines and it, these guys are like gnawing people's heads and they're never they're never not bleeding you know and yeah. i'm thinking like how do i get a hold of some of this fucking nonsense and they got the wheels spinning like how do i get puerto rico and mm-hmm. it, it, it was it was one of the most oh my god difficult jobs to do was to find somebody with a, a credible source to head um puerto rico and it never really i got i got a few tapes here a few tapes there but nothing that i could ever like you know put together right except i do have somebody did send me a best of college cologne like 27 volumes like 27 volumes like him against joe duke and 20, 27 volumes like you can name all carlos cologne's foes pretty much with your appendages i i, I yeah i got uh from somebody digitally i got a bunch of those like tapes um like the abdul the butcher tape uh and stuff uh, that, that i downloaded to my computer you know it's got obviously it's got the thing with the fake fly with abby and the and it's like he's eating a raisin. <laughs> that's the worst. That's the, that, that that was like that's one of them things that was just it was so bad when you see it, and you're just like, dude, I hope nobody else sees this. And you know, like you hope you like spouse don't walk into the room, and she just sees you got this big fake party city fly, <laughs> and he's looking at it like he's probably more disgusted that it's plastic. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> o- that's always that's always that's always when a non wrestling fan walks in the room though at the most embarrassing moment. You know, Vince McMahon's running around the ring with a cowboy hat and his ass hanging out, or you know, it's <laughs> never it's, it's, kiss it. Yeah, it's never it's never during like a technical a great technical match or something impressive. Non wrestling fans always walk in when you're watching the worst of the worst. Yeah. Well, of course, I wouldn't have it any other way because I purposely put on the worst of the worst. I, I have a I have a class I have a perfect loop of Portland just going nonstop at <laughs> my house. They don't walk in while you're watching Dynamite Kid versus Tiger Mask, but they walk in with fucking Dustin Rhodes coming out in a goddamn baby bonnet and a diaper. <laughs> He's working in the back with of the, a flatbed. Yeah, with the ball with the ball gag in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you watching? I don't know. It's Puff Fiction again. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, but no, like, you, you can never, nobody ever walks in when I'm watching. Well, then again, like I said, I never watch anything good. I don't even well, know just, what's, I don't even know what's good anymore, to tell you the truth. Just for the sake of curiosity, do you want to hear the rest of this card? Oh, sure. Why not? All right. So, like I said, there was a six man, um, Involving the sheep herders, Luke Williams and Bitch, Bitch Miller, Butch Miller <laughs> wrestled to a draw. It's a completely different promotion. Uh, Invader Three, who was the WWC Junior Heavyweight Champion, beat the NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion Denny Brown by. Of course. Out. How many other? How many other <laughs> NWA Junior Heavyweight Champions? You, you couldn't give me a multiple choice on that one. Ugliest belt ever, by the way. Oh, with the crown? Yeah, it's hideous. Didn't they steal that from Alabama? I think you might be right, because I think I remember seeing, if not that belt, one that looked very similar in, in Continental. Oh, if they stole, that's the Alabama, that's, that's dumb Bill Ash's belt. He must, have, <laughs> he must have owed somebody money and didn't have it, so he just, <laughs> and he knew that Continental was out of business, so he just said, here, just take my belt instead. Just take this just, fucking thing. It's you could be anyway. the U.S., you could be the U.S. Continental Junior neighborhood weight shopping cart pushing champion. That's about what it meant. If Bill Ash was your champion, Chicky Star beat Tony Falk. 
Well, as he should. Taurus Bulba Oof. beat Gino Delacera, who I've never even heard of. But uh, Taurus Bulba, man, whatever happened to? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I remember seeing him, but I've never. I don't know. I have any idea who this Gino Delacera guy is? Probably a guy who never made it out of Puerto Rico. You know what? It, I don't know what he looks like, but he definitely could be somebody who was coming in that was just getting a look at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, you don't ever want to be the guy that doesn't make it out of Puerto Rico. <laughs> oh, he, that's what I mean. He could definitely be a guy like that. Like, like he was a guy who was coming in. He was getting up. He was. They were giving him a peek, you know, so to speak. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what he looks like, but he either could have been, you know, used sparingly, or he could have been used for spare parts. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the name. I, I don't remember going hog wild on Gino Delisario. But he sounds Jump. like Steve DeSalvo. Like the like the name almost sounds like could it be the wrong name? I don't know. That's why I was gonna say this other match has to be both the names have to be wrong. Because it says Ricky Fujiki, who I assume is Ricky Fuji. Ricky Fuyuki. Fuyuki? Yeah, that's probably oh, here okay. Michi, that's probably here in Michi Fuyuki. And it says he beat Rick Morgan, which I was assuming was Rip Morgan, but maybe there was a Rick Morgan too. I don't know. Yeah, it was probably Rip. That poor guy, man. That poor guy. He got he got saddled with so many like I'm I'm part of this team gimmicks. Yeah, I'm kind of part of this team. Yeah, like he never got a break because he was always a package deal, and nobody wanted to take the original person that was in the team. <laughs> so, or they might want to. They might. They might want it Jack Victory, but he was so loyal that he was like, "No, I'm not going without." Or um, you know, Rip Morgan. They might want it, you know, him, but it's like, I'm not going without Jack Morgan. And they're like, "Well, never mind then." <laughs> you stay. You stay in <laughs> Texas then. And then, then, and he, then he calls back with a, All right, "What about John Tatum?" <laughs> And they go, don't call us, we'll call you. <laughs> and then he goes, well, I used to work in the same company as Eddie Gilbert. And they go, you know what? This, it ain't going to work. Lose our number. Yeah, please. <laughs> Jumping Joe Savoldi. Oh, beat there Eric, you go. Beat, beat Eric Embry by disqualification. Oh, that's a battle over territory right there. It's, it's Who's going to own this part of the locker room? You know, we're, I can't bring you all back to Parsippany. <laughs> <But>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if you guys if you guys play your cards right, I can get you guys out of this shithole. <laughs> everybody, everybody, El Boogaloo is uh, in Puerto Rico going, yeah, I want to get out of here because he's only getting paid like $25 a month. Boogaloo shaft. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I want to get out of here. <laughs> I can see how that shit works. <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve Rinaldi inter, introducing Tom Boogaloo Shaft is always funny because he go he's always like Boogaloo Shaft. <laughs> Wasn't he the guy from like Central States or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. And Tom Rinaldi's that greasy looking ring announcer that was the ring announcer for World Class before Mark Lawrence. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, that's yeah. when that's when the footage was really bad. Right? Isn't that, isn't no, that yeah. like before before they were the worldwide leader? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> before before they were seen all the only promotion seen all over the world. They they were seen in high uh, they were seen in high depth. The, the only reason world. they were able to make that claim is for some reason they were popular in Israel. I don't it's like where were the Von Erics popular? Texas and Israel. <laughs> also, what about it? I mean, it? It's close. Jews for Fritz. And then 
In the last match here on this card, Carlos Colon beat Elijah Akeem. And that would have been uh who? Um is that, Ray Candy? Uh, is that yeah, is that yeah, that's is that's Ray Candy because uh who is the other guy? Um Kareem Muhammad. Yes, Kareem Muhammad. Oh no, 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 that wasn't that wasn't oh, Ray Candy was Kareem Muhammad. Uh, Elijah Akeem, as far as I know, was he um he was Elijah Akeem most of his time. I think he was Mr. Elijah before that. Um he he wasn't bad Leroy Brown, was he? Or was that mm, I don't think so because I don't think I don't think Leroy Brown had even turned by this. I think he's still he's still a good guy. He's still a face, I think, in like mid Atlantic at this point. What doing the boogaloo gimmick? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> With the hard hat and shit. In, ca- in case of emergency, big fat black guy. <laughs> <laughs> he should come out and think of glass. <laughs> when the very face needs somebody to run out for him, he has to run out and break the glass. When JYD's at odds with Bill Watts. <laughs> break the glass. Out comes Boogaloo. Can you imagine being a commentator, be told in your head you got you gotta put over a fact the guy runs in the ring named Boogaloo? <laughs> You're on a police scanner. <laughs> we need help here. There's a two alarm fire. Somebody help Boogaloo. I don't want to be Boogaloo in my neighborhood, do you? <laughs> I don't want the kids to be walking down the street while I'm sitting outside drinking my coffee on the porch and yeah, it's Mr. Boogaloo. It's Boogaloo. <laughs> I gotta I gotta stand up and shitty for him. <laughs> Run him, put my wrestling clothes on and, and grab my uh my 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 kimono. No wonder no wonder I can't run for a public office in this neighborhood. Too many kids got pictures of me in my boogaloo. Who's got Rufus R. Jones phone number? <laughs> and it ain't Rupert R. Jones. It's Chad from down the block. He walks around like he's calling himself Mr. Boogaloo. <laughs> a vote for you. A vote for Boogaloo is a vote for you. <laughs> I can see it now. That's a t-shirt right there. Boogaloo uh-huh. in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> but he had, he had so many made. He's planning on running in 32. <laughs> He's just gonna—he's gonna take a marker to all the the dozens of the shirts you have left, and put a little line across it. Mr. Boogaloo. Well, there we go. A nice card from Puerto Rico back in 1985. And, uh, I guess we'll go uh, ten years after that and head to the ECW arena on February seventh, nineteen ninety-five. Well, that's when the show date is anyway. And. Um, this one is interesting. Um, Aaron, anything before we start this? Well, just uh, there's not a lot that's to this show, but yeah, Boogaloo. You can just start. Hey, was there uh, a whole lot of Boogaloo on this show? <laughs> it was lacking Boogaloo. <laughs> it was, yeah, there was a severe lack of Boogaloo in this show. <laughs> We'd get Joey Styles introducing the show at ringside, and he brings out Jason. Who cuts your standard Jason promo? Okay. This Before is um this was right after they showed like the public enemy kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. That is in my notes, but I forgot to mention it. Yeah, they do Great, show. I want to make sure it's watching the same show. I'm yes, like, they, yes. they do well, show, show starts with the public enemy coming out or doing a fucking promo. So you never know anymore. Every fucking episode. Public enemy's either fucking dancing or fucking putting out verbal diarrhea it doesn't matter there's they're stealing stuff but they dress well and they're walking around the kensington with the, the little blue outfit on and the tag belts 
couple of clowns. What what a pansy neighborhood that is. Look like a couple Pub- of Make a Wish kids. <laughs> public enemies, your public enemies, your tag team. You live in a Make a Wish neighborhood. That's that's the only that's the tag team championships. We're the Make a Wish champions. <laughs> the MAW tag team champions. They should have been. They they should have spliced them in the um the Todd Gordon whatever commercials. MAW wrestling. Every match is a handicap match. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Todd Gordon Foundation one that he always they always used to put over? Variety Club. Variety Club. <laughs> yeah. At least at least oh. MAW wrestling. John Cena would show up quite frequently. Yes. He's giving John Cena's giving uh, Johnny Grunge his wish. Oh Cena! <laughs> oh Teddy! John Cena's here. He got you know that spinner. Good lord! Just move on. <laughs> Well, then, uh, after cutting his pr- a short promo, Jason introduces the Pitbulls. We're not going to talk about that he's wearing a lady's pantsuit. Who, Jason or the Pitbulls? Jason. <laughs> oh, I can't see Anthony coming out and looking all mean with the dog collar on wearing a lady's pantsuit. <laughs> yeah, Jason's, Jason's, Jason's doing his best Hillary Clinton. He's got some <laughs> TJ Maxx going on. He's, he's Jason C. Penny. <laughs> he's out here with his double knit. His, he's the Prince of Polyester all of a sudden. Jason. That's <laughs> like one of the ladies from Designing Women. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, him, and, him and Delta Burke going at it. Yeah. <laughs> and they got the loser got to tear off each other's person's clothes. Good lord. The, the, the loser has to wear more clothes. <laughs> the fans are the fans instead of like they're throwing the clothes into the crowd. The fans are they bring clothes. The throwback to the people in the ring. And they get the they get the chant of put this on. That's when you know only you're on, over. Only only on this show do we connect Jason to Delta Burke. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only. And somehow you could you could tie me in the Delta Burke then. Six degrees. <laughs> Well, Jason then brings out the pit bulls, and then he brings out Jason. Yeah, Jason, the wrestler, the wrestler from Wing. Yeah, Jason the Terrible. But before that, what, what was the crowd chanting? I don't understand. I can't. I don't saying. know. I I don't know. I wrote down. I don't understand what the crowd is chanting. I have the same the thing here. Kmart suit. Is that what that was? Yes, because he tries to. He puts over his pit bulls, and he says that they're beautiful. And then he says, speaking of beautiful, how do you like my suit? And then they chant Kmart suit. Wow, that makes sense. Chanted, but... They should have chanted TJ Maxx. <laughs> yeah, for, all I knew, for all I knew, they were chanting chicken soup because I could not make out what yeah, they were saying. Dude, you, you ain't wrong, man. You could have told me anything. I mean, anything. You know? Good like, job, Aaron. Some, like, like something could have happened like before they did the promo, you know what I mean? Where, you know, he could have like just slipped or just, you know, before that, that the crowd just jumped on. And I'm, I'm like, I'm just completely clueless as to what they're yelling at this poor guy. But I mean, I guess that's heat, right? Yeah. I'd be like, all right, I'll just go with it. So for now on, when I run out, I'm going to be yelling out that I want any chicken soup. <laughs> like, don't, I don't want any of you fans to be bringing me any homemade chicken soup. Preferably, I like the little small noodles. You ever got chicken, chicken and, soup? Chicken and stars. Chicken and stars. Oh, I'm not a big fan of that one. That's the Campbell one? Yeah. No, I give that to my granddaughter. That's Bush League. <laughs> you got you gotta get the yeah, that's that's my yeah, that's that's Bush that's League too. Bush League too. <laughs> yeah. That has Dora the Explorer or that mermaid on the fucking thing. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not. There's no chance that my wife or any of my friends are gonna walk in. I'm gonna make some Campbell's soup and it's gonna have that mermaid on the front of it. I don't care how good it is. Put some meat in that. Some gravitas. Bush leaks. Um, who who is who who play who is playing Jason the Terrible here? Do you know Chad? Because I don't have. Yeah, that idea. was that was Jason. That was uh. I want to say his name was um. Oh, I want to say his name was Ivan. Wasn't that Ivan from Puerto Rico? I mean, I mean, wasn't that the guy that played um. Jason in Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, well, I mean, they say that he's from Wing here. What's well, the same guy? That's what but, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know if he was anybody that, you know, was like, you know how, like, you know, Corporal Kirshner was Leatherface or whatever. I didn't know if Jason was somebody that we would know um, other than I, other than being Jason. I want to say his his uh, name is. I want to say it's Ivan Ivan or Ivan Rodriguez. I want to say that's his name because he he wrestled like um, oh my god, he did like he did a shit ton of stuff in Puerto Rico in like the late in the, like the mid to late eighties, like mainly TV work. Hmm. And then I think he was kind of like a Gilbert project at some point because I mean things were starting to change in Puerto Rico clearly come eighty eight. Things were taking a drastic yeah, no turn. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> so they had to start making new stars, and you definitely had to start making new um, local stars. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're only going to get what the mainland guys. What I don't know how many weeks out of the, I mean, out of the, out of each tour, like six weeks, nine weeks, maybe. Right. I mean, I don't know how many guys are sticking around for a, a year in Puerto Rico because even Brody wouldn't stay a year, right? Yeah, he'd he'd be in Texas or Georgia. Well, there's yeah, only I mean, Brody Brody would do like what he'd do like what, two weeks. There's only two, There's only two names that I can find attached to the gimmick Jason the Terrible, and one of them is Carl Moffat, and I'm pretty sure this is a Carl Moffat. And then there's a Puerto Rican guy named Rafael Rodriguez Morano Jr. Oh, he's definitely he's definitely in jail by now. What a name like that! <laughs> and it, it has it has this Rodriguez guy listed as being at ECW Double Tables in February. Okay, so that's who it is because this is from the Double Tables event. All right, so I had the last name correct. He may have wrestled as Ivan at some point. You know that maybe. No, that's what you... I mean. I had the last name correct. The mm-hmm. Rodriguez. That's what I said, right? Yeah. Right, well, then you say, yeah, acknowledge me. <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> that Roman? Yeah, no. It's cold out here, and I want to be acknowledged. Well, then they show us a video showing the, the drama. About how fucking stupid it is that Jason is managing Jason. Well, I think it's a, I think it's a play on words, because it's Jason the Terrible. It would give they Vince don't call McMahon. him Jason the Terrible. They just call him Jason. It would be. Yeah, Vince, we, it would be yeah, yeah, but we all know. <laughs> it would give Vince. It would give Vince McMahon an aneurysm. <laughs> would that be like putting a hat Vin, on a hat? Vin, yeah, Vince McMahon wouldn't didn't want more than two Steves in his company. You know, he's like, now we've got Jason managing Jason. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> Michael Hayes is yelling. Yeah, but he's terrible. And then and then Vince is going. Yeah, right. And he goes, so it's Jason? Yeah. And then, what about Jason? He's terrible. And then Vince goes, yeah, all right, book it. And then he has no idea that it's Jason against Jason the Terrible. He, he's all looking around looking for Jason Bateman. 
Vince would just change his Vince would just change his name to Terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Pronouns, pal. Well, J and plus Jason is terrible, and he's managing Jason the terrible. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what, how the the meeting went when somebody showed Vince a tape of this guy. And you're like, well, this is Jason from Puerto Rico, and he goes, "He's terrible." I love it. We're Steve King. I mean, I can get him way cheaper than I can this Rodriguez fellow. Good lord. Jason the Terrible. How is it that these gimmicks got over? Like, would they ever stand the chance in America? Not asking Ian Rodden, by the way. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think so. I I mean we've seen some stupid shit in America get over, but I don't know that the 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 horror the horror movie character the Leatherface, the Jason. There was even a Freddy Krueger. Hell, we saw the Freddy Krueger on ECW a while back. Yeah, but that was that was Eddie. That was Eddie stuff because Freddy was Freddy goes back until like the early nineties when it was um, Eddie's father, Doug, was Eddie yeah. <laughs> was, uh, was house. Yeah, but that goes. No, that's that's Doug in the seventies, right? But I mean, in the nineties, when he was still working like, a little bit, he he did the monster guys. He did. Um, I know he was Freddie, and I don't know. I think I think uh, I don't know what his name is. Ken Ramsey, I, the job guy from mm-hmm. Memphis, the, the guy that went to the like school with Lawler. I think he was one of the ones too. Like you know, it was anybody backstage that would fit into the costume, right? <laughs> tonight, much. tonight you're the mummy. Could you imagine it was downtown Bruno? He's like he's like seven inches too short. His pants are like hanging down. He's tripping over and walking to the ring. Guess your guess your Igor there downtown Bruno. Yeah, pretty much. The match that we get here is the Pitbulls and Jason the Terrible against the Young Dragons and Hack Myers. And there's there's actually a lot to unpack here for this whole segment because it's wild and woolly, and I actually enjoyed it. Um, in the course of the match, one of the young dragons' mask comes off. Yeah, I knew right away. I was like, "Well, this isn't <laughs> this isn't Paul and Mikey because they're short and fat now. They're not just short. There's fat." And then I'm like, "I don't know who the I don't know who these guys are. They're definitely not Mikey and and Paul." And then, like I said, he said his fucking head falls off or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> His hood falls off and all his hair, and then he's just a fucking mechanic in a gi. <laughs> yeah. I put I put down because he had like the the uh, the sideburns into a mustache thing and the long hair, and he was small. I put down. I think the guy under the mask's name is Single H. <laughs> yeah, I there don't was, know. I, they went from the young I, I, dragons to the Seven Eleven dragons. They're, it's like, I, I think they were. I think they were guys that fixed the ring, and Paul needed to send a match out there. And he goes, "I think there's a problem with the bottom turnbuckle." So they dressed them up in the young dragons outfit to go have the match to test the ring. And as soon as it was over, you see one of the young dragons grabbing a wrench, and he's tightening the bottom turnbuckle on the way back to the locker room. And Paul needed that match to air on TV for some reason. His fucking mask fell off. Yeah, dude. It was like a white guy, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> it was just a regular white guy. He looked like he worked like a, ga- like a ga- gas station clerk. Like, well, he looks like a Jiffy Lube fucking employee. <laughs> dude, maybe. Maybe yeah, a Jiffy Lube. Jiffy Lube but... <laughs> 
he pulled a mass striker where he called in sick. So, he, so why are you calling in sick? And he was done on road because I want to be a young dragon. So it was young dragon Earl. <laughs> My name is young dragon Earl. <laughs> How long did that show last with my name is Earl? Just imagine the mileage you can get that. My name is Young Dragon Earl. <laughs> They're going to get uh, Luke Hawks to play me. <laughs> Jeez, Liz. By, by the way, big props to my boy Luke Hawks for his role in uh, Young Rock. <laughs> Believe me, he ain't he ain't flaunted it enough. <laughs> the uh, the match here actually, um, heck. Heck, obviously, is good. Him him and Gary Wolf wrestled the majority of the match. Um, and, again, like I said, Heck looks good here. The the Pitbulls looked good here. Uh, the Young well, Dragons looked terrible. Heck carried oh, that match. Absolutely, yes. This this whole segment, like I said, I'm actually, I was actually really in, entertained by this whole segment of the show because of him and everything going on with him. Dude, his punches, man. Like, that, I, that I think, I mean, I... I, you know, I, I'm, I know we've talked about Hack several times on the show and uh, my relationship with him, but yeah, I wish I could have been there and, and, and been there to help him like kind of celebrate now. Like, dude, you got this. Like, this was organic. Mm-hmm. This is what this doesn't happen in ECW. I mean, I mean, it only, it only happens in ECW. You know what I mean? Right. They could send, you know, what if, what if Ham Snow would have went out there and did his little, little matches and the crowd was just like, you know, we don't get it anymore. You know, but they they took the um Al Snow was being pushed down everybody's throat through the, the, the you know tape tradings, early internet stuff like that. But mm-hmm. Hack Myers was a Philadelphia guy, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm your guy over here." I think the crowd I think loved that, it. Yeah, definitely. I I think that that and I know that that JT was still kind of over, but I think what happened with Hack is what they thought was going to happen with JT. What him getting over organically? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, but see, at this point, JT was gone. Mm-hmm. But no, what, what like, I'm, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is like they were, they tried really hard to try to organically get JT. And I'm not saying he wasn't over, but he wasn't over to the level Hack is. I don't know. I mean, it depends on what level of JT you're talking about. Because I mean, if you're talking about JT at the level where he, when you left, no, uh, no, Hack was getting over. But when JT came back with the FBI, mm-hmm. that'd be debatable, wouldn't it be? Or am I wrong? No, no, you're right. You're right. That I, I, yeah, I was, I guess I was comparing this time, time frame as to, as to, as opposed to later on, but you're right. When he comes in with the FBI, people fucking love that shit. Oh, because it was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I think it was two different things. Like it was two different reasons. Like they wanted to get in a hat because he looked like them and they got into JT because he was a bump machine. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, somebody's got to take the bumps. Yeah. And, and JT was, you know, I don't know. JT was like on a mission to like kill himself. It, it, it seemed like, like, you know, he, he, he was like the guy that he, he wanted to be the martyr for ECW, not Tommy Dreamer. But, but, you know, but JT, you live like 10 hours away. You're not coming every single week. Right. So, you know, it's a good, it's a good try, but yeah. I love I love JT. I mean, we talked about it a million times on the show. How much I love JT. Just he, 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 when it comes to taking big bumps, he's his own worst enemy. <laughs> and I, and I, I, yeah, J, JT doesn't take the bump. The bump takes him. JT, yeah. 
Like when JT goes back to the hotel room and he talks to his buddy and was like, yeah, took a bad bump last night. Well, what do you think that bump said when he went back to his buddies? I took, took a, a shit JT tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that JT don't know how to bump. <laughs> and, and the bump's going, you know how long I've been doing this? <laughs> <laughs> He's all smoking a cigar. He's all bitter. <laughs> Hey, I used to be the bump for Baron Von Raschke. (laughs) The kid on Webster, I used to bump for him. I was a Papadopoulos, damn it. I bumped for the Ganyas. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I taught Baron Miguel Secluna how to bump. Well, he never bumps. That's right. He didn't listen to me. (laughs) No, (laughs) the answer is... The answer is that's right. But we never bumped. But how'd you get pinned? We just we just said we did. We never have our own tape. How'd they ever do that stuff, by the way? Why didn't anybody ever take wins and losses? I don't know. It was uh, yeah. That's that's that that's that era booking though. I mean, especially in that area. I'd love to see that broad from the fucking territory show that. Uh, she's a borderline piece of crap in my book. That Princess Victoria donkey, mm-hmm. dude. She's just out there. She's just she is crying the blues. Like her check was lost in the mail forty years ago. <laughs> and you know what I mean. And she's still out there. Like, oh, whoa, was me? Like you got shit on in Portland. You got shit on in Texas. You got shit on in Oklahoma. Maybe it wasn't the territory. Exactly. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> just maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so you should have been a stripper. <laughs> maybe, maybe Mullah's got standards. <laughs> you went out to the Mullah, <laughs> the Mullah uh, ranch, or whatever, and even Mullah said, "I don't think so." And and now, forty years later, he's going on TV because they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now it's, now it's only your story. Yeah, of course, of course it is. And that, now that there's more wrestling, like shoot stuff on TV. Like she can be on every platform ever. Like, oh my god, they they still owe me. They took the batteries out of my garage door opener. They left me with nothing. And then Mula took her um little Indian ensemble with her too that she made. That was the best. She literally took that broad and left her naked. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, the young dragons essentially. Well, Jason, the, Jason the terrible. Does bust hack open with his mask, um, and then the the young dragons essentially dip out and leave hack to be triple teamed by the uh, the pub or by the pit bulls and Jason, and hack gets pinned. But that's not the fun part. The fun begins after the match. Did any of you guys see hack get color? Yeah. Yeah. Are you no? I mean, did you see him get the color? I no. Didn't see it. I no, I didn't see the actual second, no. no. Neither did I. And that, to me, was a humongous surprise to me. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, in Maryland, we can never get color. And I can't think of another place where Hack got color before, other than unless he was just practicing somewhere at his house, you know what I mean? Right. And when I saw Hack, like, when I saw him, like, go down, and I, I knew he was getting the color, and I was like, oh, I couldn't believe that he got the color. I'm like, that's not bad. That wasn't bad for somebody who I would think only did it maybe once or twice before. Yeah, like I said, I never saw it. It was like headbutt with mask. He's bleeding, you know. I never saw what, when, how he actually got it. Or when he actually got it, I should say. 
I think when I went back and I actually looked for it again, I think he got color right before um, he got hit with the mask. Was there any interaction prior to that? Mm, I don't think so. So he like I, I don't remember, but I I mean there, there had to be something where was he face to face with Jason, and then Jason just headbutted him, or was it something before that? No, he was uh, he had he was on the ground. Jason, I think Jason picked him up, and then he headbutted him. So he might have been get, been getting the color when he was on the ground. Ah, okay, yeah, totally. That's where he would have done that. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense um, to me anyway. Like I said, the fun begins after the match here because Jason is doing an interview at ringside, you know, bragging about the Pitbulls and their victory. And then in the background, which I thought it was so cool that they just let it be in the background. In the background, Hack is laying waste to these fucking idiots. The young oh, dragons. Behind <laughs> Jason, I just, I thought it was so cool that they didn't even like, you know, they didn't make a big deal about it. They didn't focus on it. They just let it happen in the background. I thought that was so fun. That, that that to me reminded me of a lot of the old Detroit like TV like shows, mm-hmm. but when it wasn't at a studio and it would have the guy who would be like green screened like at the ring and in the background it'd be the arena matches going on and you know and I'm just like this is just so baloney. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, but I I know exactly what you mean and I I totally agree with you. I totally love that, like how the matches were going on. And then after after that, uh, Hack comes out outside the ring, um, laying waste to the pit bulls with a chair. Um, he beats up Jason in the ring. Aaron, you can cut me off. Chad, you can cut me off if you want. As I'm going through this, if you have any any other notes about this stuff, but it's just it's frantic. It's great, and it's putting Hack over. And I thought this was I thought this was great. Yeah, it was, dude. I mean. I, I wrote like Viva La Hack, man. Hack is, you know, like <laughs> Hack is tearing it up and the crowd's eating it up. And anywhere, like, you, you can look at it and tell that it wasn't anything that was orchestrated, like, you know, spot wise, because it was just anybody who was in the ring, Hack would just turn around and start decking. Yeah. And it was like, all right, friend, foe, neighbor, you know, cousin, you know what I mean? He, he, he's spinning around, Hacks is firing, he's firing bombs at him. And this was this was trying to make Hack fucking as credible as possible. Aaron, anything else before we get to the angel part? <laughs> no, I just fucking like, like Tab was saying it was to get Hack over and like he, he lost, but he still got over in the end. So it did He doesn't lose. Like he never loses even when he gets pinned. I mean you know, do, do you think anybody went home? It was like, God damn, I can't believe Hack got pinned. You know what I mean? Nope. They're talking about what happened after he got pinned. the Hack Myers. They don't dude. even remember. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're they're sitting out there yelling, that Hack Myers, dude. He beat, you know what I mean? He beat the crap out of the locker room. Come inside. I'm going to go for the laundry. All right. Uh, all right. I'm going. Hey. Well, then after all, right. all of all of that goes down... We get Angel. He comes out in a wedding dress. The Virgin Princess Angel. Yes. Um, wedding dress and work boots. The, she slaps Hack. And then Hack just fucking decks her. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and then he spanks her. And then she yeah. kisses him. And then she he pile drives her. her. Yeah, she liked it. 
But man, I just that was great. He just he fucking decked her like <laughs> there was no there was no like we're not gonna be gingerly about this. We're not gonna try to play coy here. He just knocked the fuck out of her. Well, another one of them classic hack punches. You want to hit like a man? You're gonna hit get hit like a man. No, I, I'm not gonna say that. On, on. <laughs> no way, sir. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I <laughs> like I said, guys. Overall, I thought this was a great segment for hack. The match itself was fine, but the aftermatch was great. Oh yeah, totally, man. I, I like I like I like the whole entire I like the whole entire show for a change. Like I actually found it not I don't want to say refreshing. I was just like, yeah, this is pretty cool. You know, this is pretty decent. They finally like, you know, Jason the, the terrible issues, Angel, and, and then you started to see the push of guys like Hack, you know. We finally revealed the identity of one of the young dragons. Which it's was Earl. which was some other guy. <laughs> Earl? Earl. Earl. Oh, Earl. What's he going on, on to do? Earl Falaski. Like, like he's a Polish guy. Well, check his Wikipedia, or if you don't have one, make one. <laughs> they say, they you. say, they say some wrestlers are carpenters. This guy's literally a carpenter. <laughs> Kitchens and cabinets and shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's the name of his place. <laughs> Kitchens and cabinets, and, cabinets shit. and shit. <laughs> Earl Polanski, come come down to Earl Polanski's kitchen cabinets and shit. <laughs> yeah, he he he'd be a hit in Portland. At Sandy Bar's flea market. Cups, canes, whatever you got to put in the fucking thing. <laughs> Bring out your dead. <laughs> For an extra 50 bucks, I'll put a lazy Susan in there. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I got a couple of I Susan. I don't mean my here. wife, even though that's what I call her. Yeah. Oh, Susan. Hey, babe, go in there and grab me, go in there and grab oh. me a couple of Susans. All day I'm in here making these cabinets and shit. And I come home and what's for dinner? Chicken and stars. I'm like, what the fuck? It's a mermaid on it. Good Lord. <laughs> that's how you bring something back. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, that's, what I, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> the next match on the show is Chris Benoit against Al Snow. And um, the crowd was really into this match. So was I. Yeah, it was good match. It wasn't great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, lots of lots of high impact. And like I said, a lot of times when there's a match that I'm into, I can tell because I don't have a lot of notes on it because I'm not trying to pick it apart. I'm just watching the match. And I don't have a lot of notes on the match. I, I, I enjoyed it. And like I said, the crowd really enjoyed it, as, as you can see in the arena. Um, Aaron, do you take any in-depth, any spots you wrote down or anything like that? Um, just that I thought it was – it was a good wrestling match. Al Snow hit a pretty good super kick. Benoit's chops are out of the fucking world. Um, Al hit that good springboard drop kick. Um, I, I just thought it was a really, really good match and probably one of the better ECW matches we've seen since the beginning, in my opinion. Dude, the um, the Benoit, the Benoit chops were brutal in the corner. Yeah, I thought they were just completely crippling. Like, no pun intended. Right. <laughs> I was sitting there going, oh, my God. Like, he's killing them. And I know how bad they hurt, quote, not hurt, but they still hurt. That's what I was going to ask, because I know they say, like, chops are, it sounds like it's whatever, but they don't really. But there's no way those fuckers didn't hurt. 
No, they, I mean, chops hurt, but they don't kill you. Do you know what I mean? Right. They, I mean, they, they just kind of like, they go right through you kind of thing. And like, they, they hurt, but what hurts is when you keep beating on the same spot repeatedly. You know, you keep hitting the same spot and you see where the guy's, you see the handprints when the guy keeps hitting him in the same spot. That's when guys start to get pissed. Mm-hmm. Like when, when a guy keeps beating a guy in the same spot, because it really does turn into ground beef, and guys start to get pissed. Anybody, anybody ever take liberties with you with chops? Of course, everybody did. <laughs> I mean, shit, I could, I couldn't tell you. I mean, the only person I tell you, Sandman's chops to me hurt worse than anybody else's. If you go back and watch that match with me and Hack. I, I mean, I, I don't know if we reviewed it or anything. The one at the hilltop thing, wherever on the mountain gimmick, mm-hmm. when he 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 took his liberties at me and he started chopping me. And since we didn't call anything before the match, I spun him around and started chopping him. Like I was like, you know, mf'er. What's good for what's good for the goose is even worse for me because I <laughs> I knew I was in for a beating after that after I fought back. But at least he knew I wasn't going to take that crap. Right, they they suck, man. Like I I I'd, I'd sometimes much rather be punched, depending on where it's at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, is that is that because because okay with a punch? Okay, not being a worker, if I sound stupid, let me know. But with a punch, I would assume it's easier to take because sound wise and effect wise, it's easier to work a punch. Like with a slap, you actually have to slap, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that whole entire foot gimmick where you stomped the mat kind of thing. Yeah, it kind of makes the punch sound good. Right. You know, I mean, because if you punch a guy, you might hear what the first couple rows might hear a click, mm-hmm. or a, you know, or a small little pop. You know what I mean? Of the flesh on you know flesh kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, but you know, a punch is like you know you got to use that stomp. But damn. When Benoit gave you that chop, and if you go back and look at like some guys like from like Nitro stuff, like especially when it's TV and guys are all looped up, you right. can see the the baby oil and the sweat fly off. I, I just never liked them because I never had much of a chest, and and, and I'll, like even the turnbuckle said enough. The guy <laughs> would chop me so hard the chest, the turnbuckle was there. He would he would tap. <laughs> The turnbuckle, the turnbuckle from with Chad's over there talking to JT Smith's bump. Yeah, I, I, I had to be, I had to be at the turnbuckle for a Chad, Chad Austin chest slap. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, I, it's way worse than having to be there to watch JT Smith jump over the top rope and fail miserably. True. Jesus, <laughs> could you imagine if JT Smith was a modern day like Super Dave? He's he's gonna jump off the scaffold. Just take take any of his any of his quote unquote feats. Yeah, and one, and go one back episode. And put, yeah, one yeah. episode. We're done. He's dead. Go back and put a Super Dave commentary behind it. But <laughs> you know he set himself up. Oh, here he go. and it's like oh, and then they make it sound like it was so successful, and his <laughs> JT's legs are all over his head. <laughs> you know what I mean, and and then yeah, that would have been great if if uh, Paulie would have gave Miss would have gave JT Smith a, fu- a Fumaki guy, the guy who was Super Dave's goof. They used yeah. to take all the pictures and, and set him up for all the stupid stunts. 
Wow, what could have been, huh? Well, Benoit, <laughs> Benoit wins the match with Al Snow with a suplex. Again, like I said, I enjoyed the match. It was a good wrestling match between those two guys. And then we're going to get highlights here to end the show of Public Enemy against Sabu and Taz for the tag team titles in a double tables match. Did you say highlights? They call it, yes, highlights of the match. I call them stills. (laughs) Yeah, there were stills of the match, which was brilliant marketing, right? Yeah, yeah. You didn't get to see it. Maybe next time you'll come down to the arena and see it. Yeah, that's or, what one of my notes was. They're finally starting to figure that out. Because before they were like, oh, you got to come to the ECW Arena to see this show. And then they just break down the show. Oh, I, I, on, I totally agree. Aaron, I agree. But at the same time, there was probably more to it than that. At at that point, it, you know, um, Paul, at this point, he was definitely selling the next show, right? Mm-hmm. Or any, any show. He was selling ECW. But at that point, we start seeing not on the not on the WWE version of it, but on um on the original version of it, you start seeing a lot pushing of the uh home videos. Right. You know, and this was all like now Paul's got like all this footage, you know, he's got all this stuff, you know. And tape, and, and, tape tapes are cheap to make and they have and a lot got, of profit. And he's got a he's got a, a huge at this point highlight reel. To sell, you know, you know, it's great because you got what do you got? Fine ass working for is it working for him making the tapes? So it's at no cost to Paul, right? Probably make more Paul. off the tapes. Probably make more off the tapes than you do the actual show. Oh, there, there was, there was definite times. I, I, I know that for a fact. There was definite times where it was significantly. Um, when I was when I used to hang out with them goops up there. And um, it was significant times where that they made way more money than that show brought in. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like it wasn't even it wasn't even close. It was you would have thought they were running the show. Well, that's that's why the that's why you know people can say what they want about them, but that's why the first thing when somebody sat down with Vince McMahon to join his company, the first thing that would run through Vince McMahon's mind is. How can how how can we market this guy on a T-shirt? How can we market this guy on a VHS tape? It's not you know it's it's a business at the end of the day. So yes, the wrestling's important, um, but for the masses, it's merchandise. You know, it's, yeah, things, T-shirts, all that stuff. So, you know that, um, I was just watching some shit with Kevin Nash, and he had a great line. He said that. Everybody wants to call it the wrestling business, but when you start treating it like a business, then you're a prick. <laughs> I guess there's nothing you can say about that, huh? That's funny That's- <laughs> and true and fucking true. Yeah. But I mean, Kevin Kevin Nash. I don't know. I, I don't even know where he stands in, in my world anymore. As far as do I like him, appreciate him, not like him? <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I actually I actually dig Kevin Nash just because Kevin Nash has absolutely no delusions about who he is. You know, he's not like Hogan or even Bret Hart, who just like have these these very high opinions of themselves, not saying whether they're right or wrong. But Kevin Nash essentially says, Yeah, I'm six foot nine. I'm you know this mediocre. Many, I, 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 but he will also tell you, well, what the fuck did you want me to do at six foot nine? A fucking moonsault. You know, he's he's he has no delusions about who or what he is, and I respect that. You know, he knows he also, what his place was. 
And you also got to look at when he came around and the expectation level of when they got him to begin with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he walked, yep. he walked right into what Oz? Is that what it was? What or yeah, he was. He actually he was a master blaster yeah, first, master and he was Oz. Yeah, and that was still a boot to the face, power bomb, or yeah. you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Well, we we get Sabu and Taz winning the tag team titles here, and then after the match, um, there's a, there's some brawling. Sabu tries to put Rocco Rock through a table, but Chris Benoit comes out and puts Sabu through the table and through Rocco. Um, and then after that insanity, we get what I have always referred to as Chris Benoit's Denim Dan promo. Oh, good uh, Lord. He it's a Canadian to... tuxedo. He is said. To... <laughs> and it's, it's, the, it's the fucking uh, fancy suit of his people. <laughs> when you go to the Canadian Emmys, it's all a bunch of denim Canadian tuxedos. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting. Wait, was was Ricky there from Char Park Boys? Bubbles, <laughs> bubbles. <laughs> kids now, in the hall and red oh, green. Kids in, yeah, kids in the hall has nothing to do. They want nothing to do with this nonsense. Red greens there. If you guys no, like the, Canadian, if you guys like Canadian comedy, if you haven't, you should check out Letter Kenny and Shorzy. The Grassy Junior High. <laughs> <laughs> That's where one of the shoot break, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I I remember I remember like getting ready to get out of high school, and then a buddy of mine was telling me like I'm I was 18 because I I hung around for a while, and a buddy of mine was asking me if I checked out the grassy junior high, and I said for what, and he's like, have you seen any of the girls on there? I said junior high, <laughs> like I don't care what grade they were in in real life. It's like what's your last name, Lawler. <laughs> no, his last name was Ellis. I'll put him on blast. Don't worry. He's he's got way more other other names than that. He's the only guy I've ever known that goes to a bar and he has a credit card number written down on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> and then when and then when the tap comes, he tells the bartender to run this paper. And uh he's done it so many times that it's not anything out of the ordinary. And come to find out it's his girlfriend's. <laughs> Of or, course it is. Or ex-girlfriends. And she's 14. No, she's not. <laughs> maybe she maybe, maybe she's 14 on a scale of one to ten. But how how he fucked that up, I don't remember that. Well, Benoit essentially his promo here is is talking about how he and Malenko are gonna show Sabu and Taz what pain is all about. And uh it's an effective promo, an effective th- obviously it's Chris Benoit. Um it, <laughs> The thing about Best Benoit, is, get. yeah, I was gonna say the thing about Benoit is he was never a great promo, but when you wanted him to just be talking about administering pain to someone, he didn't need to have a good promo. He just needed to have that voice, that look, and he was he was great. It wasn't almost with, with him. It wasn't what he was saying. It's how he said it. You know what yeah. I mean? Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could have been ordering a fucking double cheeseburger. Like, I, I want to know. No onions. That's right. No <laughs> onions. He turns. He turns the. If you put onions on that sandwich, <laughs> he's like doing the hand thing. If you put the onions on the sandwich, the stew heart, the stew heart, the stew heart hand thing. He's got like the um, 
Like I, I could just I could just see it now. Like he's like talking into the the microphone, and and he's like he's thinking about what he's gonna do to this microphone if he mess up his junior bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> and he and he's sitting there massaging his hands. You know you're what gonna, I mean? And you're and, gonna. You're gonna find out what a customer complaint is all about. <laughs> Canada style. And, and, and I'm just so glad that Benoit is not a guy that says "baby" <laughs> on his promos. I just couldn't see that. That's right, baby. You're gonna find out what pain is all about, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> That's right. I don't. I don't picture Chris Benoit as a baby guy. Wrestling's the only thing that that's a thing in, too. What, that? baby? Yeah, baby. Like, I've seen a lot of fights. And daddy. Call, calling other men daddy in wrestling, too. That's weird. Dude, I, I get so... I, dude, you don't, even, you don't even know. This is a whole different show. How how pissed off I get when people when people say baby. Like, and they try to say it like an aggressive style. Like, you, you call the guy baby. I've seen many a fight in my time. No, I've seen it. That's what I mean. Like, like, just, I've never been in a bar and two guys are getting ready to scrap. And the one guy's like, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you, baby. baby. Everybody would be like, what? No, no, nobody, put, nobody, put, nobody puts baby against the wall. The fight would stop. <laughs> like, like It would be like, I'm going to beat the ever-loving fucking shit out of you, baby. Yeah, and everybody. And, like, what? If that happened at a bar, it? somebody. If that happened at a bar that I went to, somebody would yell out, "Is the metal maniac here? <laughs> who, invited, who invited him?" Wait, so that means look at the back player? off. If you don't back off, I'm gonna take this pull cue. I'm gonna bust it <laughs> over your fucking head, baby. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> And then he goes. He goes up to the bar, and he and the bartender walks over, and she just says, uh, "Can I get you something?" She goes, "Let me tell you something, Daddy." Yeah, I was gonna say, "Give me a, give me a gin and tonic, Daddy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you get my friends over here, Daddy. What do you give you like, a gin and tonic? What do you think? What do you think this is? A leather bar? What the fuck? Yeah, I will give you a gin and tonic, but you are not calling me Daddy. <laughs> come, come on, man. Jesus, that's the only that's the only two words like a broken down independent wrestler from like the <laughs> like the nineties knows, daddy and baby, and and they still use kayfabe like you can use it in, in private in public and like nobody's gonna know what it means. Like I've, I've yelled, I've been out places with with Jess and I started doing something and she would like acknowledge it. I yelled kayfabe and like four heads turned. Like it's just strangers. Oh, we don't know what kayfabe means anymore. It's it's not it's not a secret. <laughs> well, overall, guys, as we close out the show, what did you think of this episode of ECW? I enjoyed it. Well, let me tell you something, Daddy. It was a hell of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it, baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You, you, you bring your you bring your kids down here next time, <laughs> and, and we're gonna show you a heck of a good show, baby. That's right. I was, it was fine. I mean, we're 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 still getting there. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to see. I, I really, I was really hoping for Jason to stick around more, man. I really like that whole wing thing with right. the guys they brought in. Because I mean, we still have some more the wing guys to go. I'm taking it because I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. 
Because they, I don't think I, they, they, and they, they, they still have a relationship. They still have a relationship with Wing, even by the time the Dudleys come around, don't they? Uh, yeah, but it, it it just seems like from day one, it just got worse and worse. Mm-hmm. I think the Headhunters even come back. I think, dude, so, I love the Headhunters. Watch them just waddle around, just fucking people up. They're the best. Mo fat, mo fatter than the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Abby's twin sons. Um, oh, dude, they were they were the best, man. I've never seen two just more perfectly round people. <laughs> Yeah, and they're identical twins. I don't yeah. understand how two fat people can weigh the same weight in the four hundred pound range. <laughs> who's and, and diet, who's genetics are that awful? Like their their heads are perfectly round, <laughs> their bodies are perfectly round. <laughs> their calves, their thighs, yeah. their breasts are checked, and that's the head. And I mean, it's, it's all like a balloon man or a, or like the Michelin guy. Yeah, but that. Yeah, but oh, somebody saw him in the backyard in Puerto Rico doing a moonsault. And they were like, all right, we got two fat black guys that can do a moonsault. <laughs> and they, they, they look alike. They check, they check a box. Yeah, but I mean, let, let's send them to Puerto Rico and see what they can do with Miguel, Miguel Perez Jr. All right, you can beat him up. All right, well, <laughs> we'll send him to the States and a, a young kid, uh, Masayoshi, you, whatever you whatever his name is, the wheel or you of ECW in this time, you know, what I'm talking about Mutagi, whatever his name is. Yeah. That's the, that's the wheel or you to ECW. Then they just, they brought this, they brought this wheel or useless guy in and they just beat him to death. And then all of a sudden Paul thought he was going to get over and he started getting over, but guess what? The relationship with wing didn't get over. Right. <laughs> no more wheel, wheel or Mutagi. <laughs> Sounds like a General Motors vehicle. Get your, your 2022 Wheeler Motegi. During the summer sizzler sale. Wheeler Motegi. Well, that being said, everyone, I want to thank everybody for joining us here this week on Reliving the Extreme. And we will see you next week, everybody, as we move on to Valentine's Day of 1995, Oof. February 14th. Maybe a bunch of well, it was Valentine's Day. That, it was Valentine's Day, the air date. It was air date. Show. Yes, and it'll be a yeah. bunch of chocolate dipped ham bones. And before and before we leave, I just want to tell you that the um, I don't know if I introduced this yet onto the show, but the saga of the bagel remains. Stay tuned. What? <laughs> the, the the saga of the bagel. Just think she got me with the bagel, but I got her with the bagel. Left us on a cliffhanger. I'm going to have you explain that at the beginning of next week's show, Chad. Oh, I'll, I'll explain it to one of you off here. <laughs> have a great week, everybody. <laughs>